everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Whoa, <laughs> that's new. It, it only took 80 something episodes to get to this point. I don't know how many episodes do we have. Do we? Let me let me click and find out. Uh, yeah, it only took 87 episodes to get to this point, so I, I needed to come up with some new. I know, we're ne- we're getting close to our 100th episode. It's our centennial crazy. episode, or is that for years? I don't know. Anyways, what's the topic? <laughs> uh, a while ago, you, not a, I wouldn't say that long ago, but you discovered something and you wanted me to ask you about it. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this is, I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, the question is, what is baking soda? Oh. Wait, no, no, no. The question is, what is baking powder? My bad. Okay. Uh, cool. Acid-base reactions. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, uh, search the depths of my memory from when I was interested in chemistry many, many decades ago, uh, which is two. Um, yeah. Uh, baking soda. Baking powder. The question was, what is baking powder? Okay, let's start with baking soda. Okay, because it's, let's it's, start with it's soda. It's part of it. No, not soda, but baking soda. Um, I think I'm gonna get the chemical wrong. Sodium bicarbonate? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's a base. <laughs> um, it's a base, and that's the important thing. And the fun thing about bases uh, is that if you have an acid and you make it say hello to a base, it will go bubbly, 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 react, 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 hot, 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 um, and it will make a fun uh, acid-base reaction. Um, now, most acid-base reactions, they will kind of react and have some sort of offshoot chemical, um, and baking soda, in that case, it is carbon dioxide. Um, so if you mix an acid, which will donate hydrogen, uh, protons, we like to call them, because they are the ion version of a hydrogen, and if you take a hydrogen, which is a proton electron, you kick away the electron, it's just a proton left over. So if you take an acid, which donates protons, it will kind of attack the base um, and give it a proton, which will generate um, a chemical reaction and usually generate something. So in this case, it's going to do CO2. Um, people love to take baking soda and like vinegar and make a volcano diorama because it will make lots of bubbles. If you add some soap, it will make very soapy bubbles. I've actually actually seen people make volcanoes all the time, mm-hmm. but I've never made one. Mm. It is messy, especially when you add red food coloring, because then you have red food coloring everywhere. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it looks it, it does the part. Um, so yeah, uh, baking soda uh, is is a base. It will react with an acid, and it will generate lots of carbon dioxide. Great for not making soda. <laughs> um because then you have sodium in it um it's you have salty soda i guess i don't i don't really know um i have never tried that but uh if you do it if you do use it for baking goods then you can go ahead and make your make your creation go poof um and it kind of acts a little bit like yeast now it's not ideal to use baking soda because you need an acid to make it do stuff right um, so people invented baking powder, which is an ingenious thing where you have both an acid in a, and a base in one powder. Now you might be wondering, didn't you just say acid plus base equals react, 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 hot, 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 bubbly, bubbly, bubbly? Um, and I did, uh, in some capacity. That should be your model. Uh, but, uh, baking powder also includes lots of starch. And since it's all dry, um, and you have no liquid that's kind of combining everything, 
the acids are on their own and the bases are on their own. They're just happy neighbors. Um, Your acid is probably pretty weak too, no? Uh, likely, yes. Um, it's in the same concentration as the base, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but now this is where it's fun. If you add water to baking powder, uh, it won't do very much. Uh, it might bubble a little as you kind of stir it, um, but it's not going to really do very much. And this is important because if you wanted to bake with something called baking powder, um, then you want to be able to make the concoction first and then you start cooking it and then it can do its thing, right? Um, so baking powder is quite ingenious in that it requires heat to activate. So as soon as it's wet and you have a little bit of heat, the acid will react with the base and it will go ahead and create bubbles. And those bubbles, because everything is super mixed in into a dough structure, those bubbles will be interspersed between a whole bunch of different fibers of dough and stuff like that, proteins, and they will create bubbles and cause something to lift and um and yeah become fluffy so pancakes are not the same without some sort of uh baking powder baking uh soda um in it because you won't be able to get that fluffy texture same for cakes um and in fact tons of different um culinary delights um mostly in the desserts are impossible without baking powder like you can't make a very fluffy cake with yeast like it's not the, it's not quite the same uh the same thing that you get out of it right um so it's because of baking powder that was invented uh that we can get something like a super fluffy cake uh, because a cake batter is not a dough right mm-hmm. you don't have something where you can let sit and accumulate gas um and not have all the gas like just bubble out mm-hmm. right a cake is a liquid batter and You'd only have so much time to kind of put it away. Um, this is probably why when you read pancake instructions, they say, hey, don't mix. Don't like overmix and take your time. Leave a little bit of clumps because those clumps, that's the baking powder, essentially, that's going to react when you make your pancakes. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Similarly, uh, we have a banana bread recipe and the banana bread says, hey, use uh, buttermilk. Buttermilk and baking soda. And baking soda. Um, and now, why are we using baking soda instead of baking powder? Well, buttermilk is acidic. In fact, when you don't have buttermilk, this, the way they tell you to make it is to take milk and add a little lemon to it. Mm-hmm. Basically, add some acid to your um, your concoction. Um, and that acid will react with the baking soda. Now, if you don't want to deal with that part and you just want to put milk in it, you can use baking powder because that has the acid in the base in the correct proportions already. Um, such that they'll neutralize and you won't taste any of it after the fact, I believe. I don't remember what chemicals exactly it turns into, but it's essentially salt and carbon dioxide. So the carbon dioxide is gone by the time you finish baking. Um, you get a little water out of it, I think. Um, yeah. Interesting. So whenever I make the banana bread, we don't usually have buttermilk. Mm-hmm. And it requires so little that you don't want to buy, like... A, a gallon of a, buttermilk. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I would just use regular milk, but I continue to use baking soda. Mm-hmm. And it was still fluffy. Yeah, because so you I still have some acids in it. From where? Well, the fermenting banana, for once. Oh, okay. Like, like it's in there, right? Okay. But you can likely get better results by using baking powder instead, because you'll get a fluffier result. Okay, so I guess I'll try that next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a very, as you said, a mild, like a non-concentrated acid and base. So you're not going to like 
blow anything up. Mm-hmm. Um, neither are you going to create anything that's particularly poisonous for us. Like, our stomachs are very, 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 very acidic. Like, very. Um, eating a lemon is less as- will make your stomach less acidic than it is. That's our rice cooker, everyone. <laughs> you probably can't hear. It's far away. Uh, never doubt a microphone. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what baking powder is. I think it's it's pretty cool that we invented something that has like made possible an entire class of cuisine uh, that was just not possible before. It's like, yeah, we knew yeast and was a thing forever, right? We made beer out of it. We made bread out of it, but. Like, you can't use yeast for everything. It has very limited uses. And oftentimes, like, you would end up, like, if you wanted to make a, a cake or a bread without yeast, you'd end up with something very dense. And that's that's all there was to it until we found some chemistry that was beneficial. I know that, so, like, soda water was something that was natural before it was, um, before it was, like, made industrially. Like, we had soda water forever, basically. It's from uh, underground springs mixing with carbonates, and those carbonates putting CO2 in the water. So it was bubbly, like right out of the right out of the cave. Um, mysterious. But you can't take it too far because then it loses bubbliness, as we all know with, like, soda. Um, so, like, that became a very important ingredient because if you have bubbly water, you can make a lot of things that would have benefited from baking powder but you have to be close to the bubbly water place right so then so then instead of like using milk and baking soda or powder next time make banana bread i can just put bubbly water in there not quite it's it's not gonna be as effective (laughs) like please use please use modern technology it's it's very good at what it does but um if you're making something like a crepe Uh, You have a very liquid batter, right? mm. So if you introduce a little bit of beer or a little bit of soda water, that's going to allow you to have a very thin crepe because you're going to you're going to be able to make something that is very light, if that makes any sense. Meaning like the bubble fill in the space and then it pops and then you left with a very thin batter. Yeah. Layer? Yeah, so I I would need to do a lot more observation to tell you like what the process is. Yeah. But crepes with a little bit of beer or a little bit of bubbly thought... water end up being a lot better than a more rubbery crepe that does not have that. Does that make sense? I thought it's meant to make things crunchy, like adding beer, like Vietnamese crepe. The batter, mm-hmm. the batter is made of uh, regular flour, cornstarch, and then pretty much just water. I was told that if you put bubbly water, or if you put beer in it, it's when you cook it up, it makes it crunchy. It could, yeah. I, I mean, it depends on the heat that you're using, right? I use a rather low heat for French crepes because I don't want to burn them. Um, so that ends up with a very different result than if you have it on high heat because you want it crispy. But it's, I think it does benefit the batter to have something bubbly in it. Okay. Because it, it does make it light and allow you to get something very thin, um, which I know is probably not like everyone thinks of crepes as thin. Um, the crepes that you get at a stall or a restaurant tend to be very thick, <laughs> which is ironically enough because it's a pain to make thin crepes and they never look perfect. Uh, but thin crepes are like endlessly better because 
it's it's so light and it's so easy to have many <laughs> after well, one another the, um, in the that thin way. crepe it's wimpy you can't mm-hmm. really fold it up and hold it without it like sagging on you and yeah like, it, just... it's not a presentable or the thing. content falling out mm-hmm. that's why they do re- those really thick where it's like half a millimeter probably mm-hmm. where it's so thick that if you fold it and you hold it like a burrito nothing is falling out of that or that the the shape of it remains you know mm-hmm. it doesn't like droop yeah so that's the whole point mm-hmm. it, it's it's to make it look pretty mm-hmm. is it good eh. yeah it's a, think of puff pastry is a puff pastry with very very thin uh, and airy layers better than a puff pastry where like there's very few layers and they're a little thicker and it's a little like gnarlier Sad. to bite into <laughs> it right it's harder um but if it's like super thin layers and there's a thousand of them then it's like super fluffy and it just like melts in your mouth um so crepes are not that thin obviously but uh, a thinner crepe does get you a better experience and yeah i don't know i don't have like a youtube video or anything to share with you what a what kind of crepe I have in my head, but uh, if you ever, the uh, kind that you have if you ever in... kidnap me and force me to make you crepes, then I will make you crepes. I would say the crepe that you make is so thin that you can probably see behind. Yeah, you it. can definitely see through them. Yeah, you can see through it, mm-hmm. and then you like to just eat it with brown sugar. You sprinkle brown sugar on top. You, fold you roll it. it up into a a little roll. Yeah, a roll. Like there's a there's a term that everyone's familiar with, but if you just roll it up um like a cannoli shape yeah it's a it's it's a little wimpy but like you can eat five of them and not feel stuffed well that's that's why you eat five of them because mm-hmm. it's not that's the, yeah, but, the normal size but then one. you can have one with sugar one with nutella one filled with whipped cream and you're eating this big fluffy thing um you can have one with strawberries like you can you can have variety oh, which is our favorite make word crepes tonight. oh as dessert yeah. that's a good idea Cool. Okay, we're having crepes tonight for a secret reason. <laughs> uh, I, I I actually have a, a question. Um, back to the whole baking soda thing. You recently bought a giant bag, like a two-pound bag of citric acid. Yes. <laughs> Will you please tell me and the audience why you did that? Okay. Uh, so because I don't think I got the full answer out of you, <laughs> and you made a mess in our shower. So please tell. Okay, so I bought citric acid, which is a food grade acid, um, and my goal with it was to use it as a cleaning agent more than anything, um, because uh, apparently, like, if you want to clean your dishwasher. You can buy something with a bunch of citric acid in it, and it will release the citric acid as the dishwasher does its cycle, and that will melt away all of the the grime and the water. Yeah, the sediment. The the sediment, which is part of like it's calcium deposits, basically. Yeah. Um, and it will dissolve those because it's an acid. Um, so I got this hoping to dissolve all the little calcium deposits on our bottles and the shower uh, and so on and so forth, and. I, I've only done one experiment so far, and it ended in, like, gross failure. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, everything got whiter, um, and I'm not sure why. Like, I need, a, I need to look up how to properly well, use citric acid. Putting it in warm water and hoping for the best was not the right approach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you did, but you literally caked the bottom of our shower. Hey, everything is white now. Yeah, but you caked it. Like, there's layers of just dry <laughs> citric acid cake. 
just on our tile, so I'm, I'm and not, they're not scrubbed off. I'm not like, convinced. I can't scrub them I'm off. not convinced that citric acid. I think that is the calcium deposits that it dissolved and replaced there oh, on that spot. Yeah, it said okay, like I dissolved it all, and then the water evaporated, and then it put it right there. <laughs> okay, if that makes any sense. Sure, I guess. Yeah, that does make sense. So and... we uh, here's an experiment we can try. Um, we can find, so our, to describe to the audience, our shower floor is like a bunch of, uh, cut pebbles, pebbles yeah. um, with like, um, uh, grout, grout in between. It's so sharp, man. Yeah. So don't the, use that if you yeah, do like. If you make a house, don't yeah. use that. Um, but it's not slippery. That's a benefit. Um, you do cut your feet, um, throughout the year though. Uh, so. Filing your feet down. Yeah. Um, By the time we're 50, we won't have any feet left. In in any case, so those little pebbles, (laughs) on some of them, it's collected a nice white, uh, impenetrable spot of, I think, calcium buildup. Um, So here's an experiment we can do. We can make a very concentrated little amount of citric acid. We can pour it on that one spot, wait three minutes while it stays wet, and then, like, wash it really quickly Uh, to get rid of um, it from there. Sure. And that might work. The alternative <laughs> might be that the citric acid ate into the pebble, and that's what caused the white spot. I don't know. So, we'll have to find out. <laughs> the, the, another alternative is to get a new bathroom floor. Yeah, that might be the, the ultimate solution. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I will report back in, in the coming months once I get another chance to play around with the citric acid. Um, but, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Do your uh, ending thingy, the whole Twitter thing. Oh, uh, you <laughs> should follow us on Twitter at Lin and Dimichan. That's L I N H A N D D I M I C H A N. And you can find out when we have new episodes, which is every Monday and Thursday. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will post, hopefully. So yeah, follow us. Cool. Bye. Bye.